Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. Anywhere. This is your sound. This is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network at UBNRadio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Catherine Gray. Hi, and welcome to the Club Thrive Women's Empowerment Hour. I hope you're following us on Facebook, uh, following us at 360 Karma, and uh, of course also on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know with our women's empowerment community at My360 Karma. And uh, as you know, we always have on amazing women every week. This year, oops, this year, this week we have on a brilliant businesswoman. Her name is Aggie Cobrin. She not only has been in television production and global events, but she is the co-founder of just launching E360 TV, and we're going to talk about that. Please give a warm welcome to Aggie Cobrin. Hi, Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to talk about because you are a woman that uh, no grass grows under, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't, probably look who's talking, right? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. look who's talking. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's why we're uh, compadres. And we even have similar names. Did you notice that? I know. The, yeah, I love the three E360 TV. Yeah. What are the odds? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Maybe I should be a partner. You, you probably should. You probably should. Yeah. This is such a cool project that you're doing. And, you know, uh, the face of television is really changing in mm -hmm. the way that people uh, are able to produce and get their work out. And as a producer, I love this because now there's more avenues for people to reach people all over the world. Many more. Many yeah. more. It's totally different than just yeah. a few years ago. And so it's exciting that you're in on the ground floor of this, really, because it is really just burgeoning in a, in a very big way. And E360 TV, uh, what we're going to talk about is that people can find it on their Roku and find mm -hmm. it on Amazon Fire. And we're going to talk about how content providers can get their programming on there. Absolutely. But first, uh, I want to say that uh, your your journey to this point was that you actually uh, are a Canadian. I am you, a Canadian. Yeah. I'm from Toronto. I love Canada. I, I do, too. I yeah. do, too. I have to admit I'm still a Canadian citizen, too. Yeah, I just I'm couldn't give that up. I'm surprised uh, still half of the country hasn't moved to Canada. Yeah, yeah I am, too. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about that I for know, a while there. I know. We actually visited uh, Banff and Vancouver about a Which year ago. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Yes. Beyond beautiful. Yeah, like, beyond. there are no words. Yeah. yeah. It, it's incredible. Banff yeah. is a lovely, lovely place in the yeah. mountains. Vancouver's always been beautiful. Yeah. Toronto's very different. The eastern part of Canada is yeah. a little different than the and western. And I've been there, too, and I like that. Yeah, and yeah. Montreal is also awesome. We were there in, last year. And oh, I was just there two really? weeks ago, three oh weeks ago. Gosh. I was just on a business trip to Montreal. It's a oh great city. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it snowed. Yeah. It snowed. Yeah, I left here. It was 80 degrees. I got there. It was snowing. So when you so. were in Canada, you were producing programming. I was. Yeah. I was. Um, when I was in, well, I grew up in Toronto, uh -huh. and then I moved to California, and I moved back when my husband was in grad school, and uh -huh. that's when I got involved in some production. And for Discovery time. Network, was it? Um, it was for a group called Canamedia Network, which ah. is a Canadian um, broadcast group, and then they distribute different places, and Discovery yeah. Canada was one of those, so uh -huh. I worked in combination with Discovery Canada oh, cool. as well, and I still am now, Oh wow! so that's still going on. Oh my gosh, and, where do you find the time? <laughs> uh, well, core business is still events, and yes. I still do a lot of events, yes. and that's a lot of the traveling, that's yes. why I'm leaving tomorrow for another trip. Wow, so that's where are you still, going? 
Uh, I am going to South Lake Tahoe for two days and oh. then to the biggest, one of the biggest space conferences in the country yeah. um, in Colorado Springs on right. Sunday. I do a lot of space conferences. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. Right. Um, so this is just kind of a research, meeting some clients and things like that. So you do uh, events all over the world, and I want to talk about how and when you started that business. Uh, but first of all, just want to learn about your upbringing. I know it's... Uh, uh, a fascinating one that your parents were immigrants and um, mm -hmm. your mom was actually a Holocaust survivor she you was. were sharing with me yeah, which um, you know when I have different people on the show people have different experiences with that some good some not so mm -hmm. good uh, just because it's such a horrific thing that they went through yeah. and uh Great, thank God, your mom, uh, as you said, came out at uh, out of it a, a positive person. She did. She was one of yeah. the most incredibly positive people. A worrier, you know, always yeah. worried something was going to go wrong. And I yeah. don't blame her for that at all. As an yeah. adult, I can see why. But really, just one of the most incredibly positive people I know, yeah. and that had a huge influence on me and my sister. I mean, it just it impacted us in a very interesting right. way because she didn't want to talk about negative things. She wanted to talk about positive things in her life and had a great outlook. And speaking about not talking about things, so you told me she never even mentioned about being in these camps till you were like 16 yeah, years not old. Not when I was younger. Right. Not when I was younger at all. I was aware of it, but more from other family members. Yeah. And when I was about 16, 17, 15, mm -hmm. 16, 17, she started talking about it a little bit. And as she got older and I got older, we talked about it more, but never a great deal. Right. But she would talk about it more. Now, your mom was actually in these concentration camps mm -hmm. and lost her entire family mm -hmm. pretty when much, she was... Pretty much 18 years 18 old. 18 years old. Oh, 18 my years gosh. Old. Yeah, she had some cousins. How do you survive that and have a positive attitude? That is really miraculous. It is. It is. You and know what it is? I think it's living in the present. Like loving your children yeah. and your family and being able to be totally... Pre do you think and grateful. Would, and grateful for yeah. what you have. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it is putting it in the past, and I don't know how she did it either. I could not have done it. I could not. Yeah, some people never get over that, and and I can understand that. Yeah. Like it, that would break them. I, I don't know how you do get over it, but she either. somehow did. She somehow did. And to had, see all those atrocities and oh, I can't even imagine. And, yeah, and you said it imagine. wasn't until she was in her eighties that she told you about the last time she saw her yeah. brother. Yeah, it was as, as before she passed away. It was sort of. I don't know, maybe a month or so before, and we started talking, really talking about her family and her brothers and her father and mother. And um, she did not have a good relationship with her mother at all, I found out from cousins, and oh. then she and I talked about that oh. a little bit. But, um, yeah, it wasn't until until very close to the end of her life, which was just a number of years ago, that she actually opened up to me about things like that. So that's what it took. It was so deeply buried, I think. Right. Um, in her subconscious or, you know, she just, it was easier for her not to talk about it. Yeah. And that's probably why she maintained the attitude she did. Right. I think that maybe that's the way it is for a lot of people just with a loss period. Mm -hmm. Like, I know when I lost my mom, like, I couldn't talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. I just couldn't talk about it. And, and eventually you can. Eventually you yes, can, yes. yes. But at first it's just too yeah. painful. And her eventually yeah. took a lot longer than most people's eventually. Yeah. And, and the way she deep. lost them was so horrific. Like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just a loss. It was a horrific it loss. It was a horrific loss. And, and she and went through a horrific What was experience. the story about her brother? Um, she she told me very, very late in her life, as I said, we were just chatting one, one day and we started talking about her brother. And she told me about the last time she saw him, she went with a train to a larger city with him. And he got off the train and got another train going in the other direction. The, she, the, like they were going to the camps, like they, she, put, yeah. they put them on no, these No, he was in the Army. He was oh, in the Army. Oh, gotcha. So she was on this train, he was on this train, and his train started to take off, and she 
told me she was sitting there looking at him through the window. And she said she knew that moment she'd never see him again. And she had never shared anything like that with me in her life before. Um, you know, uh, it, taking this in a totally different direction, she had that intuition. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is something I believe women have more than men. And mm -hmm. I was in a group the other day that we were talking about it is one of the reasons it's so important that we move more women into positions of influence and um, make them more dis at the decision-making table because we we do have the blessing of really having intuition, I think, more we than do, men. We do, and I think there's another side of it because I work with a lot of men. In the technology industry and even the film and the media industry, it's, it's male-dominated. It's probably 70 75% male, um, less now, but very male-dominated, and you're dealing with egos a lot. And right. that's a whole other right. um, area. And I find with women, not that everybody doesn't have some ego somewhere, somehow, but there's just a more acceptance of other people. There's less of an ego-driven type of thing. And, and I have two sons, and I'm married, right. and, and you know, I, I have no problem with men at all, and I work with them a lot. Right. Right. But there is a difference in the ego and the, the, the statements and the things right. that happen. And in the industry, both the industries I'm in, because I work in mm -hmm. events, mm -hmm. um, which is fairly male. I, I work in the space industry. Half the shows we do a year are in the space industry. Speaking of that, I want to talk about an article I just saw that you wrote in that new Sovo magazine about space. Oh, okay. Space. And I haven't seen it. Would you believe I just I, opened it last night oh, and I'm I like, Aggie Cobra, and I'm interviewing yeah. her tomorrow. Oh my God, I didn't know you were like this yeah. space guru. Yeah, I, I would love to see like, it. Like that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. Yes, yes. But getting back to your mom, just to mm -hmm. wrap up what I wanted to say was obviously you got this tremendous strength and positive attitude from her because mm -hmm. she just sounded miraculous mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. come through that and then just be this uh, positive role model in your life and mm -hmm. how it lucky is it is pretty interesting yeah. it is pretty interesting that that's yeah. the way it turned out yeah um and my sister as well i mean we just had sort of that we have this positive attitude and you told me it affected you too in that you you don't have a um that you're very accepting of people and i'm that, totally accepting of people yeah from, from a very young age yeah i, I didn't differentiate and it was interesting to me because i realized one day i don't differentiate i don't do look you, did you get that from her too I don't know if I got that from her, but she was always so accepting of people that yeah. I probably did in some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and I think when you go through some atrocity like they mm -hmm. have been through that and, and been persecuted, that it makes you more accepting. I think uh, because I'm gay that it makes me more tolerant of all people because mm -hmm. I realize what it's like to be a minority. Uh, and to and, be discriminated and against. And to be discriminated and, against. And, and, and being an Eastern yes. European Jew, there was a lot of discrimination. Hello. And there still is. Yeah. If you hear the election that just Hello. happened in Hungary, yeah. which is where my parents are from, and right. they talk about the president being um, very uh, anti-Semitic and all sorts of things. Yeah. And I was just back there, and I heard about it when I was there. Um, so, yes, I think I think you just begin to accept people for who they are and what mm -hmm. they are. Mm -hmm. And and I don't differentiate. It, mm -hmm. it is an interesting thing because I started to think of I had to think about it to realize right. I wasn't doing it. So now your family is from Hungary, mm -hmm. Russia, and, and then uh, you're um, you are from Canada and you do these events all over the world. Yes? All over the world, predominantly North America. But, but I did see world. a picture where you had the Princess of France at your one of your events? Oh, yeah. That was here, yeah. though. And oh, we, that was here. And we have oh, the Prime okay. Minister of India at one of them. Wow. And we have had... Now, how do you get those dignitaries at your events? Um, most of the ones you probably saw were space-related. So we oh. have a lot of... We had the, the head of the 
uh, European Space mm -hmm. Foundation. We've had. So uh, that's where you're involved in this space mm -hmm. uh, industry that you mm -hmm. put on a lot of events for that niche. Oh, mm -hmm. how fascinating. Mm -hmm. We have a big one coming up in L.A. at the end of May, oh. which I've invited you to. Uh -huh. And our big news is Jeff Bezos will be there. Oh, my god. That gosh. was a big coup. I haven't um, seen that invite. i got to look for yeah, that. Yeah, you have to look for that invite. It's, um, in, it's one of your... And when is it? It is the long weekend in May. It's the 20... Don't quote me on this, but it's something like the 24th to the 28th of May. And where will that be it's held? It's at the Sheridan Gateway Hotel in Los Angeles. Sheridan we Gateway. move that one around all the time. That's now, if people are interested in the space industry like mm -hmm. and want to attend that, what, what do they go to the, your national, website? No, they go to national. Well, it'll be on my website, but it's also on the National Space Society website. So your website is C C E C Global Events, and then their website is the National Space Society. It's space.nss.org or ISDC, which is the International Space Development Conference. How interesting. And I have some scientist friends that will definitely be well, interested Well, and I'll, I'll give you my phone And my number. partner is a huge interest in, well, you, will you have know, to extraterrestrial come. space. And you will be my media. You'll come as media, which oh, is wonderful. free. So that makes it even nicer. Okay, um, great. I can't comp dinners because I can't comp dinners. But yeah. everything else I can, you, you will be invited to and as media. Okay. You, heard it, you heard it yeah. here on my show. Now she's... Now she's uh, uh, I got a helder to it. Yeah, yeah, you you are absolutely. You're more than I would love to have oh, you there. That'd be great. And it's wonderful. And it's 120 speakers in the space industry. Now, what's the the gist of this particular event? What's the conversation? This is a conversation about space and space development and what where we're going and what's happening and are we going to Mars? Are we going to the moon? Yeah. Buzz Aldrin is always there. Oh my gosh, uh, this is got, amazing. Yeah, we've got at least two or three other astronauts coming. How this did time. you end up in the space niche? In a very quirky way. I yeah. I was asked to help out when they were having a difficult time on one of their conferences in San Diego five, six years ago. And once you're in it, you're kind of in it. And, and so we've done many others since then. And this is how you actually got started in events. I remember you said like 12 or 13, 15 years ago, somebody had an event. You'd never done it. They asked you to take well, it uh, over. You took it from 500 to 5,000. That was, was obviously a gift. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was a real job. Yeah, I shouldn't say that was a real job. I worked for an HR association. And yeah. I took their small event and turned it into a multi-million. And then event. at that point, you said, "Oh, maybe I'm good at this." Um, at that point, I knew I was good at it. I yeah. did it for five or six years, but then I had three kids. Yeah. And kind of got distracted a little bit. Didn't work in the industry, but volunteered my life doing events. And then we had a situation where somebody had an issue. I was available. I helped out, and that kind of bounced me into this new business. And then you venture. launched it yourself. I launched my own company. I launched my own company. And we talked about how starting your own business, like if you actually knew how much work it is, you'd never we do would it. never do you it. Would never do it. But the, <laughs> but usually, I think what it is for all of us entrepreneurs is that you just love and believe in what you're doing so much yes. that you just don't take into consideration how much work and it you is. don't care because it's you don't like care play. i mean yeah. it's like it's so much fun to do what you're doing even when it's stressful even when you get upset even yeah. when things happen yeah it's what you love oh to really do. you have things go wrong because oh, i time. never do oh my goodness <laughs> you, you run events for thousands of people you have things go wrong and yeah. and you just kind of you have to roll with the punches i think that's part of this attitude about it'll all work out in yeah. the end and i really do have that attitude this is not life and death this is yeah. this is an event and right. when things go wrong you correct them right when, when there's problems you deal with them right um some people don't feel that way and what's some, the biggest event you've done how many people Thirty thousand. wow yeah, 30, where was that the biggest. um that was in conjunction with other people not mm -hmm. on our own we do a book festival and it's 30,000 people on average. Wow. I would love to have that many at my She Angels events I have yeah. coming up. <laughs> you 30, wouldn't know what to do with 30,000. I wouldn't know what to do. Not, 
Um, yeah. the, the next biggest is in the 10,000 range, and we do a lot of that's 1,000, 2,000, 1,000, uh-huh. 1,500. Wow. That's a really manageable size. Mm-hmm. And it really depends. Festivals, you can do 50,000. It's a festival. It's a very yeah. different than a ongoing event yeah. where there's speakers. And, and, and I have a friend starting to speak around the country. I have to introduce you, sure. too. Uh, I use speakers all the time. For yeah, also. but also you help her build out her events. Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we do between 15 and 20 events a year on average with with wow. my company and about six or eight of them are pretty big yeah and then lots of other things and i'm always helping friends i think that's how we met yeah i was uh, helping a friend and that yes. was how we met yes yeah. well at my uh, last she angels event which was called she tank at the time mm-hmm. uh my the win one of the winners yes. was a friend of yours yes. artist artist uh, that uh owns net effects traders yes and uh they help um employ women in Cambodia to make products from recycled materials Mm -hmm. and then she sells those products here in the U.S. Um, you know bags and Mm -hmm. computer bags and gym bags and it's uh She's amazing. She is. She yeah. is. And I brought her to this company. That's a client of mine that I do events for called Kula Brands that helps support crowdfunding projects. And she's now on her second, just finished her second project. And it is incredible. And it's wonderful what she's doing. It and is. she's a lovely lady. We've worked together for a dozen years probably on oh, events, wow. on books, on all sorts of things. So I've oh, known her very a cool. long time. Yeah. So back to space. Yes. All right. Now, this article I read in my friend Sonia uh, Kelly's magazine, Sovo, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It comes in this plexiglass. You pull it out. It's like a piece of art. Yeah. You know, I should have brought it, yeah. but I, I didn't bring okay. it here. But I'll it's amazing. And I open it up, and there's your name, an article about space, and I was totally blown away. And it yes. was about uh, building on other planets and everything, which is really very topical right now. It is. It yeah. is. It's, it's an interesting concept. And the conference that this particular conference that we're doing in Los Angeles is open to anybody. It's open to the per- people who are in the industry, and we always have the NASA people and JPL and uh, SpaceX and all of the others, wow. but it's also open to anybody that's just interested in space, and that's what's so cool about this yeah. particular event. We have Because s- usually it's probably just for industry people, well, the but one this I'm, is for the public. Yes, that's, the one I'm going to next week, for example, is very industry-focused. Yeah. This is for the public. We have students there from colleges with rockets. We're going to have a 30-foot rocket in the hotel, oh to sh- and they're going to take that rocket They're going to take that rocket to New Mexico, and it's going to take off a month later. Wow. We're going to have projects from a number of colleges. We have 400 students from around the world, from oh. 20 different countries who've entered a contest and won and they come with these incredible posters. Of, wow. Of, now, did you come up with this co- uh, contest no, idea? No, no. No, it's it's a combination of us, the National Space Society, and, and NASA. And but you're putting contest. on this event. I put on, well, our company puts on the event. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to come yeah. to one of your events. You, I know it's going to be amazing. You will. It's going to yeah. be incredible. It'll be a lot of fun. So uh, besides space, what other type of uh uh, we do all kinds of events. All kinds. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. That, that's, you know, it, there's yeah, all sorts of things. A to Z. A to Z, I've done a lot of personal development. I do very little of that now um, for lots of reasons. We'll do another show on my, yeah. my, my, my history with that. Um, but lots of different associations, lots of different projects, lots of different industries. Yeah. Um, so there's no particular thing. Space is our only real niche. And this year I'm involved with probably about five conferences in the space industry over the course of the year. So now I think the hardest thing for people, I mean, it's easy to get a place, get a curriculum, everything. It's hard to fill the space. Mm-hmm. It, that's kind of your area of expertise, right? I, I will tell everybody it's hard to fill the space. It's hard to fill I can space. put anything together. You, yeah. you want an event done. I have relationships with hotels around the country. I have relationships with conference centers around the convention mm-hmm. centers. 
Um, I can put on anything. I have vendors everywhere. And you know how to get people there? I know how to do it. No, I know how to do all of that side of it. The getting people there is the most difficult thing. Absolutely. Um, some of these things are associations, so we have yeah. members. Very right. different. Yeah. Some of these are um, groups that have ongoing, th you know, but I work on projects where we don't have that. And then you've got to market and you've got to do social media, which you're very good at, is yeah. huge to bring people in. Right. Um, ads are huge. You know, depending right. on the arena, depending on what it is. But right. I will tell you that, and everybody's unrealistic about it everybody yeah. without a doubt they're yeah. going to get 10,000 people there they're going to get 5,000 people there yeah. I'm very realistic I try to embed that into the situation doesn't yeah. work all the time right but you know what it is what it but is but hey you've put on 30,000 attending so I have yeah. I have um so switching gears because I know we're already almost out of time unbelievably this is you do I do so I'm many things how back. do I cover it I'm all I'm going to come back <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to talk about E360 yes. TV I'm yes. very excited about what you're doing so you're launching this uh, new network yes it's launched um, it's in soft, it's launched it's in a soft phase yeah. launch right now and it's like official this uh, later uh, this summer this, I mean, this June is what I'm June. thinking okay. yeah, by June we'll be out of the soft launch period and into into right. a real serious launch period um, now, it, it what is, kind of program Programming do you have on there, and how do people find it on their Roku or their Amazon Fire? E360TV.com is on your 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 phone or your computer. Yeah, um, Roku has it as E360TV, Amazon Fire. Uh, Apple TV, there mm -hmm. will be others as well. Um, and you already have over 300 hours? We it? have about 1,000 uh, hours. Oh, 1,000 hours. 1,000 okay. shows. They're not hours. We uh -huh. have about 300 live, and it's an assortment of things from um, – started as cannabis i will mm -hmm. tell you that we started out yeah. with this you know health and wellness cannabis the influences it has on autism and on dementia wow, and all sorts that's of things interesting people yeah. are going to want to see that yeah that yeah. that part of it um and then we we've got cooking shows we've got talk shows we've got extreme sports so there's a number of different segments on there mm -hmm. what about uh space anything on um, space? we are working on space wow. we don't as yet which is really interesting but i'm taking footage from some of our shows we're editing some things and that we, would be great we niche. are going to have we are yeah. going to have yes. yeah especially with your knowledge mm -hmm. and expertise in that yeah we should have more so uh That's what type if, if content providers are out there listening what type of content are you looking for we're pretty open to the type of content but it's really important that it be broadcast quality because right. we keep getting sent things that we just can't broadcast right it's got to have a great sound great, great lighting High definition, yeah. because mm -hmm. you're seeing this on, imagine a 56, 72-inch screen, whatever. You know, we're posting this on situations where you're not just watching it on your phone or on your computer screen. You're watching it on a 60-inch screen TV, and it has to have the clarity, the sound, the lighting. Right. So and, and that's with important. Roku and uh, Amazon Fire and what's the other? Uh, Apple TV. Apple TV. This has the possibility of reaching millions. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds, hundreds of millions. millions. Hundreds of millions. And then yeah. think about computer and Internet everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's worldwide. We get communications from everywhere. We get programming. Um, and, and and then the format, it can be short format or long format? It can be anything from a few minutes up to hours, but we look for series. So we have a number mm. of series where it's six shows, each one's 10 minutes, or right. it's a special, or it's a, um, you know, we're looking for very specific types of things. We're totally open right now. We're looking at content. But you uh, did tell me you don't like people to just submit. You like to talk to them oh, first. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So that they don't waste their our time, time or your time. Right. We yeah. need to talk to them. We need to send them something that tells them what we're looking for, what our arrangements now, are. Now, let's say it's a fabulous series. You love it. You want to put it mm -hmm. on for them. Uh, there's a profit sharing situation? It's a profit sharing. Mm -hmm. we, we are getting advertisers. We're getting sponsors, and we share the profits. Um, we don't 
there's no other costing involved unless we're producing it, and we are producing some of the shows, and mm -hmm. obviously there's production costs. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, it's back-end split revenues. That's how we're working it. That's great. Yeah. It's great that you're giving another, another venue to producers, independent and producers. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's content that people need to see and want to see, but yes. it's not the kind of content you might see elsewhere. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's just, and we're, we, we are finding some incredible content out there that people have already produced and they've tried to sell it or they've tried what's, to do something and they haven't been able to and we're another option for So them. we're going to wrap up right now. What's the most interesting one that you've had submitted? That um, I think some of the cannabis ones have been incredible. You know, how it affects yeah. autism, how it affects dementia. That and, is interesting. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And, and I want to see that. People don't yeah. realize, I, I was involved in a lot, of uh, a lot of cannabis events and that's another story. <laughs> People don't realize how positive those effects are because we have this weird common connotation of marijuana. Right. Um, the reality is it's, it's just an incredible healing agent if yes. you do it right and you know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, people do need to be educated They about need a that. lot of education. And yeah. I, I consider us one of the educators in that field I and some others. I love that. Yeah, and space. Yeah. <laughs> well, keep doing this amazing work you're doing. Thank you. You are an incredible woman and doing so many trailblazing things. And, you know, thank I you. think you are. As uh, are you. I'm happy. As to, are you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm happy to have you on the show because I think people like you inspire other women. Thank you. So I hope so. Thank you so much. Be sure to visit uh, E360 TV on your Amazon, your Roku um, or one of the or Apple TV or visit them online. And uh, we will be back next week with another great guest. So, you know, visit us at 360 Karma and let us help create your fate. Get out there and get going and, and make the world a better place together. Hugs and happiness. Have a great week. Take care. <laughs>